Brandon, how are you? Can you hear me? Happy birthday. How, how old are you? What, are you, what is that? To you. Happy birthday. Biden's being an extremist. To you. So the best way to get something done, if you... Happy birthday. If it holds near and dear to you that you... Uh, Mr. President. Um, like to be able to... Happy birthday. Anyway. To Oh, you know the you know the thing. You're not out in the rain with the Halloweeners. Dear God, somebody take the car keys away. By the way, context. Oh, you know the you know the thing. You're not out in the rain with the Halloweeners. He wasn't saying Halloweeners. He was saying Halloweeners. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> he was saying Halloweeners. Uh, somebody take the car keys away from this dude, please. Man, uh, listen, I don't care that he's 80 years old. Here's what I care about. The dude just should not be uh, President Joe Biden turning 80 years old over the weekend. And I'm thinking about this. Think about it this way. If you're on I-70 right now, like not only did we not have I-70 80 years ago, we didn't even have an interstate system in this country 80 years ago. What year did the guy run for president the first time? It was like almost 20 years before Hannah was born that he ran for president, right? It was 980, 88, and Hannah was born in Talk about taking the car keys away over there. <laughs> and he was the favorite, by the way, um, in many ways to win in 88. George Bush was the, uh, George H.W. Bush was the vice president at the time. His poll numbers were really, really low, if you remember. Michael Dukakis ended up getting the nomination, and Dukakis was up by 17 points, but, you know... And that uh, ended up being, like, the worst presidential landslide in history. Is that the one, Joe? Was Michael Dukakis clobbered by Reagan, or was that Mondale? Uh, well, Dukakis Which, was beaten, but if you remember, there was an ad about a guy named Willie Horton that kind of turned that uh, campaign around. Um, but but Biden was the favorite in many ways. He was the favorite to win, and uh, it just didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work, out, didn't work out for him at that election. Now, of course, he came back years later. And it's not working out for us here in 2022. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri coming up 735. Congressman-elect Mark Alford was in Washington, D.C. this past week. Kind of interesting. We might get into some politics, but I do hope you join us. Talking about the freshman orientation process. Last week, all these freshman lawmakers that were just recently elected to Congress, they were in Washington, D.C., going, okay, Mr. Alford, and here's the bathrooms down the hall to the left. If you want a cup of coffee, you can go to this hallway. So he's going to be joining us 735 here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Shooting in Colorado over the weekend. The uh, the reaction is is what gets me on this stuff. Shootings uh, happen, and it's always sad. You hate to see loss of uh, life, especially in that kind of situation. People out, you know, whether you're at a, a, a nightclub in Jefferson City, Columbia, St. Louis, you know, these things happen, and it's uh, horrible. But the reaction, uh, I guess it's always, I find that a lot of these people, and I'm going to stereotype a little bit here. You know, the progressives, you know, they, they're the ones that are always labeling groups of people, whether, well, it's blacks, it's minorities, it's transgens, it's cisgens, it's LGBTQs, it's blacks, it's gays, it's minorities, it's Asians. They're the ones that seem to put all these labels on everybody. And then we'll turn around and say, we shouldn't be using labels on people. They're always doing that. We got to quit using labels. 
And I get that this is uh, this is sad, and they're investigating it as a hate crime. And I think any time you go and unload and shoot and kill five people, I think it's hate, regardless of uh, of the reason. But the reaction to what happened, and it, it, again, it's it's incredibly sad. It's just the uh, it's when people start to, as happened on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, People say, uh, it's no coincidence that Trump announced last week he's running for president. Now you got a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs being shot up. I just don't buy that because it's that lack of it's that lack of responsibility. They always want to blame. There's a reason for this happened because of this. Well, you know what happened? Listen, you go into a nightclub with the intent of killing people. Yeah, he's, dude's crazy. But they always want to blame it's it's somebody's fault. Reparations. It's it's Brian Houseworth's fault that we had slavery 250 years ago. It's his fault. He's got to pay reparations, which, by the way, happened over the weekend. I, th- I can't remember if it was uh, Baltimore somewhere, but they've signed uh, the city says, OK, we've got a reparations uh, program in play now in St. Louis. They're trying to do universal income programs. A lot of you talk to politicos in St. Louis and say, it's reparations because it's supposed to be universal pay uh, for poor people. It's really, they mean it. The mayor there, Tashara, Tashara Jones, she means it uh, for black people. <laughs> Disgusted at uh, at folks trying to blame Trump. Trump to blame for everything. He announces he's running for president. It's his fault that that dude went into that Colorado nightclub and did that. It's his fault, the events of January. It's always somebody else's fault. I don't make enough money sweeping floors at the Walmart. It's your fault that I don't make enough money. You just need to pay me more. It is incredibly frustrating. MSNBC guest Danielle Moody Mills is talking about... Anybody excited at Trump? He's been reinstated on Twitter, but he's got his own he's got his own thing. Truth Social, which I think has like four million followers, four million folks on it. Uh Marsh, you on Truth? No. Me neither. I'm barely on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got I don't know how many millions far more millions, um, millions and millions more followers on Twitter. Elon Musk taking a very scientific social media poll. Saying, should we reinstate Trump? And uh, the folks on Twitter voted, said, yeah, Trump should be back on. So he said, uh, so he said, Trump's back on. That caused a lot of excitement. And again, a lot of this, again, I'll go back. It's labeling. It's labeling groups of people. It's, and that's what this MSNBC guest, Danielle Moore Mills, did. But what else do we expect from very white, privileged, cis, hetero men protecting each other because we always mistake wealth and inheritance? So it's, see, it's white, cisgender men. We're putting labels on people. And then in the next breath, we're going to tell you we got to quit labeling people. Love one another and everybody. Quit labeling stuff. And then they're the ones that are, they're labeling stuff. You think Trump's actually going to tweet? I don't know. He's got his his own thing that's, I guess, doing okay. Four million followers. Uh, I, I I don't know, but I'm yes, he will. And when that day comes, it'll be big news because it's the holidays and there's not a lot of stuff usually that happens news wise. He doesn't like taking an L. I know that. And so with his new platform not doing as well as he wanted, I feel like he has to make that decision of whether he gets back on Twitter. And I saw an interesting take yesterday. And by tweeting and using Elon's platform, he's almost saying he's subordinate or submitting to the power of Elon and and, and admitting that, you know, Elon ultimately controls his his Twitter destiny. Right. And he he, he's not going to like that. No. You know, there um, on the issue of the uh, shooting itself, there is kind of an interesting story. And there's all sorts of sidebars, and Brandon's right. There is 
people are casting some blame. Some yeah. are blaming Republican. The people that voted, I've even seen progressives on Twitter say that if you voted Republican, at least one tweet I saw yesterday said if you voted Republican, you're you're responsible for this. But there is a uh, article in the Colorado Springs Gazette, which is a really good newspaper, um, and they are reporting Brandon and Stephanie that this uh, Anderson Lee Aldridge. A guy with the same name and matching age in June of 2021, uh, that person, if it's the same one, they're not, even the paper's not 100% sure, may have called in a bomb threat, but there were no charges ever filed in the case. Now, that case is sealed, according to the newspaper, and they're reporting that Aldridge actually called an editor at the paper and asked them to remove the story on the website, saying that the case was dropped. That's a really, that's a, t- and I don't know whether they dropped it or not. I'm, I'm a little unclear on this story, but uh, that's baffling to me that the case is sealed from the bomb, the bomb threat. I'm a little unclear. It's a pretty good story, but a lot of unanswered questions about that. I just get frustrated. A lot of that, that progressive liberal mindset, and you see it locally. We see it in Columbia. Uh, you, you see it in St. Louis. You see it nationwide. It's somebody else. It's somebody's fault. It's not the people who did the stuff it's it's fault there's just incredible lack of responsibility by the way coming up 810 michael ryan heartlander news is here interesting article uh biden administration still out to censor its critics on facebook instagram and other social media according to missouri senator josh holly great article in the uh, heartlandernews.com michael ryan's going to be joining us at uh, 810 talk about that uh, here on the show somebody else got i'm and i'm sh- I, I cannot believe, and again, I'm just, man, you want to get Twitter, uh, check out uh, Hannah and Stephanie Bell's uh, Twitter pages at Stephanie S. Bell, Hannah at producer slash underscore Hannah. Something like that. Close. Close enough. That's but, not really how Twitter works, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I know this. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just can't believe how... The national news outlets and the people, how they're just, number one, just, as Joe would say, terroristically upset over what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter. I'm like, this is a free social media platform. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. And then you're going to complain about this guy who's now in charge of him. By the way, (laughs) you're, you're using his platform to complain about the guy but it's just like really wet the bed like i'm i guess i just don't get it man and i have questions because i think at most workplaces like say the local mcdonald's if half the people walked out like there would be a long line the next day here at zimmer if half the people walked out like the next day we would we would struggle right uh he, We're struggling now already. No, no and but, it's not even six twenty yet. But, John. but he basically half his employees are gone, and the system is still up. <gasps> I haven't noticed any glitching. It's not slow. It hasn't been overrun, other than by liberals who are mad about what Elon is doing. But like functionally, it, it appears still to be it's, it's the same, right? Uh, and and so you know, in what world can half of your people leave and your product be essentially unchanged you know i think elon's on the right path right and and we talked a little bit last week about well you know uh 10 of the people do 90 percent of the work and maybe they really 
really do. And he's he's taking pictures. He's doing things. That it, I think there are some changes. I think who else is back? Like Project Veritas is back. Babylon B's back. Trump's back. I mean, he has restored some accounts. And and at, and at the same time, I've heard um, rumblings that there are other uh, unsavory accounts that actually people are seeing less of. Um, specifically dealing with like uh, child uh, trafficking and that kind of thing. And so he's actually taken some action there. Um, so overall, you know, I'm really pleased. But I, I do have questions about how you can lose all your staff and still and, be good. And just, yeah, be fine. Uh, there's a liberal tech journalist who's upset, uh, Kara Swisher, who's actually on CNN over the weekend. Uh, she says, uh, you know, Elon Musk sent me an email and called me an a hole. And I. Who hasn't been called an a-hole? Are you an a-hole? I mean, did you deserve it? <laughs> That's a good question, too. Mike, off the text, 874-9390. The only thing Trump will post on Twitter now would be, follow me on Truth Social. And then uh, give the link. Will he just do that screenshotting of the Truth Social and then just re like post the picture? That 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 would be a Trump move. That That is very Trump. And coming up uh, here on the show, five minutes from now, Daily D.C. Rundown. There are some other things happening in Washington, D.C. What do you have for us this morning, Steph? Was uh, going strongly and swiftly to Republicans. They said that there was a massive realignment that was happening that is shaking up politics and could potentially doom Democrats to the minority in perpetuity. Let me tell you, that did not happen. U.S. Representative Ruben Gallego from Arizona talking about the impact of the Hispanic, the Latino vote in the election a couple of weeks ago. How are those claims shaking out? That's what we're looking into this morning in the morning daily D.C. rundown. Stephanie Bell. It's a Monday. Thank you. A Monday I, of a vacation. I appreciate week. your grace. I really do. Well, Republicans, there has been a lot of chatter about how uh, Latinos are realigning with the Republican Party. Republicans had really high hopes in the midterms that they would see this bear out. Um, Republicans actually put up a, a huge number of Latina Latina candidates, uh, and um, and it didn't really work out for us. Um, several of the Republican Latina candidates actually lost, particularly I think one in in Virginia that people were watching really closely. Um, so. So ultimately, the Republican Party will have 11 Latino House members. Democrats will have 35. Um, that's 11 percent of Congress, which is uh, lower than the 19 percent of the Latino population in the U.S. So, um, I mean, it's moving, but not quite to the extent that folks really thought. I guess uh, suburban white women showed up for Republicans. So did white men and Married men, I think is what I heard. <laughs> you see, we got to label everything, put everything in but its I little will know, order. The, the biggest fact that stuck together, I guess, was um, unmarried women, which you've said a lot about the Dobbs decision, who, who supported Democrats. And they said they voted in a big block. Unmarried white women for sure voted for Democrats. So which something to watch. Yeah, uh, that reminds me, uh, we should do this here in about five minutes. Uh, you got to hear the question that former vice president and potential 2024 contender Mike Pence, uh, the way a question was put to him as it relates to abort. You got to hear this. Que the answer doesn't even matter. It was the way the question was phrased. Maybe we'll do that in like five minutes from now. So there's another leaker 
Um, and uh, it's being reported, it was in the New York Times, this big uh, breaking story that at the 2014 uh, decision invo- involving health care coverage of contraception was leaked. Um, there was a reverend who spoke to the New York Times. He said, oh, he got the information from this lady who dined with Alito. Alito has responded and said, I didn't leak this opinion. Um, but the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, and the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee said, we're going to review these serious allegations of this leak. And the reverend back then actually wrote a letter to the chief justice and said, hey, this got leaked to me. No, like that never came out. No one ever found anything out. And now they're saying we're going to investigate these serious allegations. What about the first leak? We're going to we, we don't even know about the first leak yet. And that was pretty serious. And it caught Kelsey 10 yard line, five yard line, touchdown, Kansas City. Will Kelsey do it to the Chargers again on a crossing pattern? A touchdown. And now Travis Kelsey, a 17 yard touchdown reception to take the lead, plus his 33rd 100 yard receiving game of his career. The most by a tight end in National Football League history. Oh, yeah, and Chiefs win, by the way. <laughs> Hit another thriller Sunday night football. Are the Chiefs just toying with us? Patrick and, and uh, Travis out there, like, hey man, let's just kind of half-ass it, and then when we get to late in the fourth quarter, is it because it seems like it happens a lot? Uh, let's just play around a little bit, and then oh look, it's uh, uh, we're great at procrastination because we perform well under. So I can relate to that. I'm I'm a bad. I procrastinate. I, I'm always waiting to the last minute, but as a result of man, I'm good under pressure. And you get it done. I mean, that's and that's a sign of somebody who knows. And you you know the deadlines, and you get it done before the deadline. Um, you know, I, they always seem to play well from behind. But I can tell you, um, and I, I don't think a lot of people remember him unless they were really watching closely because they weren't on a lot of national broadcasts except. You know, some of the, 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 I shouldn't say lower networks, but they weren't on the big time a lot. But I do the scoreboards for Texas Tech on, at Learfield on Saturdays, and I did them all the years that he was the quarterback at Texas Tech. The man would have won the Heisman had they had any defense at all. His numbers should not surprise people, but that they would lose oh, 70 to 65, some ridiculous scores like that. But he did amazing things. Um, he actually left a year early, but uh, no one could have predicted that he'd be able to have that kind of success. Hopefully he stays healthy. That's, you know, he had a hit to his head a couple of years ago in a playoff game that I remember. That's something I worry about. But um, it's just, it's a run. You just enjoy it and you hope he stays healthy. Were you able to stay up and watch the whole thing, John? You better believe it. Uh, amen, brother. Uh, and I was glad I did. The most entertaining part was uh, Kelsey's. So San Diego scores, uh, or excuse me, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. <laughs> I still have a hard time with that, man. It's San Diego to me. It still me always too. will be. Yeah, uh, It's like calling wake up mid-Missouri, wake up Columbia or something. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, so then the, the Chargers score, it's like, oh, Man, but oh, here comes Travis and Patrick and the rest of the team, by the way, Pacheco over 100 yards uh, rushing. The best part of the game, I'll, Travis scores that touchdown, and he gets into the end zone and flings that ball. Do you see those people ducking yeah. in the camera? I'm like, what are you doing, Travis? <laughs> that was a little close for comfort. Chiefs now 8-2 and two on the season. Great game Sunday night football last night. Actually, a good weekend all around, I think, for Missouri, uh, Missouri sports. Mm-hmm. Men's basketball 5-0 and oh, Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou picks up a, uh, a win on senior day 
over the weekend. By the way, we were chat because it was going to be cold. The wind chill was going to be in the teens for our uh, 93.9 Eagle 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS Tiger Tailgate Challenge. We still had a good crowd of folks. Yeah, and I wished I could have been there to thank you for accepting our challenge, but dang, it was cold. Whatever. <laughs> I wasn't going to. It's too cold. It's too cold. It's too cold. It was brutal. I'm scared for the one on Friday. I have to work that one. Feel Good Friday. Join Hannah. Here's what you can do. You can get onto our websites, 93.9theeagle.com, kwos.com. Just go to the Tiger Tail. This is so cool. And these these things, by the way, these are, it's completely, uh, it's free. You just go to places like High Noon Hard Seltzers, Culligan Amid, Missouri, Buffalo Wild Wings. We feed you free booze, all this stuff. You can go in Columbia. You can go to Club Car Wash. You Travis Kelsey, by the way, a spokesman. Mm-hmm. He is. And can I get play a little inside ball here? Guess guess where Travis Kelsey goes when he records his commercials for Club Car Wash. I'd love to know. Here. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny because you know when something's <laughs> up here at the radio station. Because it's all, when I was a ski god, whenever somebody famous was on the hill, there was always a memo that would come out reminding you of company policy, no pictures <laughs> and none of this. Well, guess what? Whenever you would get that policy on those mornings, guess what? Everybody knew there was a celebrity on the mountain that day. We don't usually get to know that he's going to be in the building until after the fact. To give you an idea of how big this is, like, so when Travis Kelsey comes to the Zimmer Radio headquarters to record his commercials for Club Car Wash, he goes through the Stephanie Bell entrance of the building. That's how big of a deal this is there. That's awesome. Pretty big deal. (laughs) Uh, Club Car Wash. You can go there. Columbia Mall location. Pick up your free passes in Jefferson City. You can do big whiskeys and other areas. Let's see if you're, like, in the St. Thomas area. You can go to Speedy B's there. Just get your passes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are free. Good morning and welcome. Welcome into the show. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. Brian Houseworth is here. Great to have you with us. And there's John Marsh. Yes, sir. That's producer Anna. Good morning. My name is Brandon Ryan. You sound excellent, by the way. Glad you're back. Glad you are. Uh, glad you're feeling better. Back among the living. Yes. Yeah, you sound You sound uh, much better. How do you feel? Um, I'm like 90% better. I was chatting with the nurse yesterday at the gym. It's probably uh, actually doing more. Sheesh. More, I stepped way out of my comfort zone. Was actually flirting, and she probably knew it. Uh, but she's a say nurse. they have nurses on duty at your gym. <laughs> Isn't that like the one? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like the one place you're not supposed to approach people? So here's the thing. <laughs> she. It's like a no-no. I'm pretty she sure. She talked to me first. I was like. Whoa, what's this? Because that doesn't ever happen. Women never come up. Did you, like, mm-hmm. butt in line at the machine or something? It did, it didn't wipe down the... Uh, right. <laughs> she was coming to lambast me as a nurse. You know you're supposed to wipe down the equipment. No, I kept... She was standing there, as a lot of us do in the gym, just on her phone, texting and stuff, and I kept trying to get this thing to get to my water, and after several passes, she finally says to me, she says, I guess I could get out of your way. And I said... But then if you did that, you wouldn't be able to flirt with me. And oh, we- <laughs> gross. Yikes. In like 10 minutes. Oh. It was an incredible conversation. <laughs> an did incredible- you get her phone number? No, I can't. I'm, I can't do that kind of stuff. I'm too shy. I don't have the confidence for something. Like, but we had a great conversation. She is a nurse, and she was talking about RSV. But the more interesting thing I thought was she was talking about what it's been like. Because she was talking about how her schedule over almost three years now has been kind of, you know, insane. And she's starting to get back on track, get to the gym, uh, uh, just 
all this stuff. But I was asking her, what was that like as a nurse here in mid-Missouri on the yeah. front lines, as we say? And she said, and she didn't, she didn't know I'm in politically inclined or anything like that. She said the number of people that would come in uh, while they're hooking them up to respirators to help them uh, breathe, that would start saying, this isn't real. <laughs> wow. wow. Like, really? Oh, my, that is embarrassing for... Uh, it is conservatives it, like it, me. It, it, it is it is real, and it's a, a scary situation. Uh, so we were talking about that. So now there's a couple of, and this isn't the FDA, this isn't Fox News, but two, at least two of the companies, I think, that make vaccines are going, hey, some of those vaccines, especially in the, we might have an issue with some of these as it relates to myocarditis. Mm-hmm. And didn't somebody, wasn't there people like a year, year and a half ago saying, hey, do we want to push this stuff out? And now it's the it's the actual manufacturers. It's not like the FDA. It's not Fox News. It's the actual manufacturers. So, yeah, we might want to look at that. Uh, we might want to look at that stuff again. Told you. <laughs> Duh. The other thing I think is interesting. Uh, and a listener brought this up last week via text 874-9390. You can always get us on text 874-9390. We spent three years. Don't be wash your hands. Don't don't go out anywhere. Do this. And now also we're getting because now do we have weakened immune systems because we've been so careful to be so clean and not do anything to put ourselves at risk for uh, for three years. City of Columbia. Before I do want to get into Mike Pence was asked about abortion. But the way the question was worded, my goodness, the twist on it, uh, this read, the, the, it's Todd, it's uh, Chuck Todd from MSNBC, like a gymnast trying to work in some crap on this question. I want to do that. But there's a beauty supply company, AQ, AQ Beauty Supply in Columbia. The owner is David Chim, and he's having to shut down. Now, he did, and I want to be honest here, but uh, he tried shutting down several years ago because he's also got a store in Atlanta. The travel was getting to him. He's like, no, I'm going to stay open. And then uh, the city of Columbia, what they did to this guy and businesses all around, and he was saying, that's part of the reason I got to shut. He said, I uh, tried to stay open, and people weren't coming to my store. The problem is you know, that three months later, it's pandemic coming. So the pandemic came in, and it wasn't the pandemic that shut this dude down. It wasn't the pandemic that did that. It was uh, uh, servants in the city of Columbia. They did it. So now the city of Columbia, they have a Christmas gift. I hope they open it. I keep telling them this money that they want to throw, the, the, the pandemic relief money. They want to give it. To, they want to buy a mobile homeless shower and take it around town and spray the homeless people down. That's a true story, by the way. They really do. That's who the pandemic money needs to go to. They don't need to give. That's the idiocy of of the uh, of leadership, uh, of progressive, liberal leadership. We'll take this money instead of giving it to people actually affected by our stupid decisions. Let's buy a mobile shower and go go spray the homeless people down. Give the money to this guy, the the guy that you screwed, and all the other businesses, by the way, that had to close. Also, this guy, you know what he's doing with whatever he does. So he sells like wigs and eyelashes, all these beauty supply mm. products. Uh, guy, he's selling everything for like fifty percent off, and then whatever he doesn't sell, he's donating to um, cancer wow. survivors. The wigs and the eyelashes. Man, 
What a cool thing to do. Welcome into the show. This is uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We've introduced everybody. Now let me introduce uh, MSNBC's Chuck Todd. Chatting with Pence over the weekend. Pence, of course, a lot of folks talking. A bunch of Republicans getting together over the weekend. And I think there were 10 people. It was Las, Las Vegas, some kind of conference call. At least 10 of them that have been talks regarding a potential presidential run. Check out the question regarding abortion and the way it's posed to Mike Pence. Are you comfortable with the idea of essentially government-mandated pregnancy? Government man, he's trying to say, hey, if you don't believe, if you're uh, against abortion, that's government mandated pregnancy. That is incredibly asinine. Not government man. Uh, You did the deed. Nobody mandated that you did that. You didn't use precautions, whatever. Just incredibly foul that you'd pose a question that way. Meanwhile, Dems, who are they going to try? So Joe turns 80 over the weekend, 80 years old. Turns 80. Texas Dems are saying, hey, how about a celebrity candidate? One of those celebrity candidates? Who's that? I can tell by Hannah's puppy dog look on her face. I have no idea. Well. Weird Al. (laughs) You know, you may not be too far from the truth. I will tell you this. Uh, there's talk that he might run for, uh, might make a Democratic presidential run in 2024. Did you figure it out yet, Hannah? No. I have no idea who that is. Mars, who should, so this, and here's what's notable of whoever, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> you know, that's actually, I think, kind of a good guess. But there's talk that this guy might be one of the people in 2024. And there's going to be a flurry of them as Joe turns 80 over the weekend. And people realize, even on the Democrat side, like, man, we cannot put Joe Biden forward when he's 82 years old. We can't do it even if he makes it long, makes it to that uh, to 2024. No way we can do that. So there's talk in Texas. Hey. What about a celebrity Democrat? That celebrity, that's Matthew McConaughey. What? <laughs> he's singing, I think, about a Texas basketball team. So he's from, uh, okay. from Texas. And there's a lot of talk in Texas. Democrats, another poor showing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, in the uh, the midterms, and there's like nobody left on the bench. Like they're looking down there, John. There is no more Rex Hudler. Uh, there's there's nobody, nobody at the end of that bench. All right, talk- all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Are you talking about in Missouri for Democrats? <laughs> uh, no, in Texas. Yeah, they're saying, hey, how about a celebrity candidate? Because that's all we got at this point. They didn't fare very well. I mean, really, in the midterms, you're like Dr. Oz was like you know TV guy. I mean, on our side, Carrie Lake was a TV gal other than Mark Alford. Um, you know, I thought maybe this is this is where we're going. You know, you've got to have, you know, some sort of TV personality to win. Um, maybe it'll work better for the Democrats. But I just I don't see Matthew McConaughey being a great elected official. <laughs> well, former Auburn football coach Tommy Tupperville, U.S. Senator. Uh, J.D. Vance, of course, the uh, author, and I had that movie, Hillbilly. There's a difference between writing a book and being an author and having a really great life story and being Dr. Oz. 
quarantine for Matthew McConaughey. Hirsch. And also sports. I mean, sports takes discipline, heart to get to the head coaching position or to like really advance to the level that some of these folks had. I mean, it takes discipline and hard work. I guess Matthew McConaughey has probably worked hard, but it, it, and you know, for some people, I think it probably just takes good looks. Herschel Walker. Uh, and how he's doing in Georgia, 15 days away from that runoff. And I think, John, what a lot of folks forget, because we, uh, obviously when Trump announced he was running in 2015, and every time a celebrity, whether it's J.D. Vance, Herschel Walker, anybody like that, anytime somebody comes forward, oh, we don't need celebrities running for office, uh, people forget that what is widely, who is right widely regarded as one of the greatest presidents in the history of the United States of America, Ronald Reagan was a celebrity when he ran for office. True. But do you think the kinds of celebrities we have these days are the <laughs> kinds of celebrities Kardashian that existed? 2024. Exactly. It, it's a different kind of celebrity. These are like influencer type celebrities. Give me a break. Coming up uh, a little bit later, Jeff Jones, Chief Jeff Jones, Columbia Police Department. It's really interesting, this story that has been brewing for a while now, especially after the Missourian last week. They posted a, uh, they printed or posted a letter to the editor from December Harmon. And it was, ba I saw it, it was like, this is BS. This is almost like factually inaccurate.